0: Good evening, Oasis family. It is such a pleasure to be with you guys tonight. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I just want to say thanks to Pastor Kurt for allowing me this opportunity to share with you guys tonight. And I absolutely feel that I've got such a like burning word on my heart. And it's, it's something that's been really just on my heart for the last couple of months, even for the church right now. And, um, you know, when I prayed about it and, and I asked God, I felt that now was, uh, you know, a good time to share it. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that it benefits you. And um, yeah, ultimately, I think that God's doing a fantastic thing right now in the church and and just in the world. Uh, you know, while the world seems to be spinning out in chaos, there's there's inner peace. You know, in Jesus Christ. So I just want to encourage you guys. This is going to be an awesome message, and uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Um, I want to get right into it. A question that was really on my heart for a long time was what happened at the cross? What happened at the cross of Jesus? And um, I think you know, most Christians would very easily be able to answer that. Jesus died on the cross, you know, he was obviously tortured and, and was hung on the cross, he died. And he was in the grave for three days, he rose again, and that's how, that's how salvation was born. And And that's not a wrong answer, that's completely correct. But there was just something in me that was like, there's, there must be more to, to that. It can't just be, you know, this like, cute story you know, Jesus died and, and stuff, because it, when we explain it, sometimes we do make it sound like nice, you know, it's a nice story, you know, Jesus died for us and he rose again, but it was, there's so much more than that, uh, and there's so much more depth there, and, and I started really asking God, like, God, what do you, what happened at the cross, what did you do there, and, um, you know, as we know in, in the Gospels, we read that, seek and you will find, or, or ask, and, it, you know, it'll be given to you, and, um, Man was it given to me. Um, I believe absolutely God gave me the answer that I was looking for at what happened at the cross and I want to share that with you guys tonight. Um, I was driving on my way home, I was in town for something and, and just before I got home, just the power of God just like, just came into my car and it was so powerful and, and I just kind of nursed my way home, got here, said hello to Amy and I went straight to the room and I went to go sit on the floor. And I was just like, I was just sitting in God's presence. You know, I wasn't like asking anything. I was just sitting there. You know, it was such an amazing experience. And and God started sharing with me uh, the answer to what I've been asking. And he showed me this picture. He showed me a picture of me sitting in a courtroom with Jesus by my side. And the judge uh, in front of me looking at me, um, which was God. And uh, the devil was sitting on the following bench. And he had this like massive docket of, of like papers and stuff on, on his table. Um, and I just kind of, I was just observing everything going on and I asked Jesus like, what is, what is that paper, what are, what are all those papers type of thing, you know? And um, Jesus said to me, that's all the accusations that the devil has against me, you know? We're, we're in a court case right now and, and he wants to like take you out. He wants to accuse you of all the bad things and all the sins and, and things that you've done. And I was like kind of nervous, but at the same time, I'm glad, you know, at least Jesus is next to me. So this is this is going to be a good outcome, hopefully. And um, Jesus said to me, he like kind of, and right through the whole thing, Jesus was so laid back. He wasn't like worried. It wasn't like a stress thing. He just kind of tapped me on my shoulder and said, look there. And as I looked, like if, if I can picture this. You know, as as the judge is sitting in front of me, just to the side of him, behind him, there was a the cross was was on the hill there, and uh, it was empty. There was no one hanging on it. But when Jesus said, "Look closely," there was this docket of stuff, this papers, whatever, that was nailed to the cross. And and I asked Jesus, "What, what is that all about?" Because it looks exactly the same. And Jesus said, "That's all my sins and all the accusations against me." Um, you know, that the devil has and stuff like that. And I asked him, but what is that? And he said, that's all false accusations. All of that is fake. Everything that he had against me was fake. He had no legal foothold. He had no legal stand to to accuse me of anything. And, um, you know, obviously the picture you know was over. And, and I asked God, because one thing that I feel really strong about is that it's great having prophetic visions and and pictures and and you know getting caught up and and having all these these weird and wonderful um, you know almost mystical type of things happen to us. but if we don't anchor ourselves in the Word of God, we are very vulnerable to be you know pulled aside and and to get false doctrine and to just kind of go off our rocker so it's very, very important that we back everything with scripture and And that God will reveal to us, you know, when he gives us a a true vision or something from him, he'll always back it up with scripture and he'll always say, you know, this is what I was meaning by that. You know, it's like a revelation of the scripture. He makes the scripture alive to us. And so the scriptures, the two scriptures that God gave to me was in Romans 8 verse 1. And it says, uh, just paraphrasing, it says, The case is now closed and there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And um, the second one was uh, Colossians 2 verse 14 and 15. And and it's a bit long, but I want you guys to listen to this because this is like the real powerful one that, that just kind of knocked it from here. It says, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of the powers and the principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus Christ led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He is not their prisoner, they are his. And, and it was so powerful, you know, when I read this. Because, I mean, obviously I saw the picture. And then when God led me to the scripture, you know, it just every single thing that I saw that was really standing out to me. The, the false accusations that was removed from him. The, the, the right, the legal right that the devil had against me to, to accuse me was removed from him. Uh, you know, all of those things. It's, it's so powerful. This is what Jesus did at the cross. Which, I mean, for me, uh, it's, it's such... It's such an amazing extraordinary thing to see that that a God would die for people who don't even like him at that stage, you know, and that's what it says in the Bible as well that even though we did not love him even though did we that we did not believe in him, still he died for us and um you know it's it's such a powerful thing after I faced this after I you know had this revelation and this understanding um I felt almost like the Holy Spirit asked me, is my sin still real? And I felt, you know, this is this is quite a strange question to ask, but I, I felt that God wanted to teach me something in this. And, and the answer that, that I got was yes, but the devil is not allowed to use it against you. Remember, if I can sum up sin just as a definition, sin is you acting outside of God's will. That's that's sin-defined. So, which means all of us are sinners. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God, uh, you know, which it says in Romans 3, verse 23. Uh, you, you know, there's none of us that can kind of scale through that. You know, we, you know I didn't drink today. You know, I didn't swear today. You know, I'm, I'm like... You know, I didn't sin today. And, and that's just unfortunately not true for any of us. You know, we all sin and, and there's no getting away from, from that sin. There's, it's just absolutely, I mean, we all sin every single day. And one thing that I feel the Holy Spirit has said to me, because the devil tries to lie. He, the only, uh, I wouldn't even say it's a weapon, but the only thing that he has left is, is deception and, and like lies. If, if he can make you believe something, then it's actually you entrapping yourself. It's not even Him. Um, and, and I feel that God wants us to understand that He has judged us harshly. He has judged you very harshly. He has poured out all His, has uh, taken all of His wrath, all of His anger, and He has poured it out on Jesus. You know, I want you guys to, to almost see this picture where God is like angry at the world, angry at, at, you know, all of the sins that we've committed, all of the sins that we're still going to commit and, and all of the, the the times we miss him and, and all of those things that we just make bad decisions. And he was so angry with it and he poured it all out on Jesus. He He allowed him to be. Uh, absolutely disrespected. He allowed him to be uh, flogged. He allowed him to be tortured. Uh, he allowed him to go through excruciating pain, and then finally he allowed him to to get nailed on the cross. He hung there for a couple of hours, and then the last thing he did was uh, like almost have this picture where God's like, "I judge you out of anger." And can you imagine that anger? Because it says that he poured out all of his wrath and all of all of, all of his anger out on Jesus. And, and he judged him and he turned away. And that's why Jesus said, My, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And oh, man, it just, it gets to me. Uh, it's, it's such a powerful thing because in that moment, when that final bit of anger, where God turned away from him, Jesus was hanging on the cross and he said, It is finished and he died for our sins. And that's like, it's, that's it. It's over. You know, we have now... Been judged in Jesus. We have now been judged through Him, and and in Him we have died, and we have been resurrected into new life. That is why we do the whole baptism uh, act, because it is a physical reminder, or it is a physical act of what spiritually has happened when we get saved. You know, you you completely die as the old self who you are, and you come up as a new creation. And there's a scripture in, in two Corinthians. Uh, five, verse seventeen and eighteen that I want to close with it says, Now, if anyone is enfolded in Christ, he has become a new an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new, and this is something that I want to, that, that I want you guys to really hear what i 'm saying, and God has made all things new and reconciled us. To himself and given us the ministry of reconciling to God now something that that has really been going on a lot in our uh, church life uh, but you know d- discussions and stuff that we've talked about uh, is revival the, the concept of revival and and I feel my de- my definition for for re- uh, revival is, is something that has strayed away from life or something that has died being brought back to life and that, and that's the, that's the ministry that we've been given. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation, where we can now reconcile our fellow, fellow brothers and sisters, uh, the, the, the our neighbour, the people that we encounter every single day. We can now reconcile them back to life. That's revival. You know, people have this concept of. Um, people must be falling over in church and stuff. And that's amazing because God has done that and, and God still sometimes does that you know, in people's lives and stuff. But that's not revival necessarily or that's not the only picture of revival. Revival is something that is dead that comes back to life. Something that is reconciled back to the Father. And, and Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So when we reconcile people back to Him, that's revival happening right there. And I feel that that's such an evident thing that's happening in our church, uh, you know, in, in Oasis, in PE, in the whole world. That's something that God is busy doing right now. And He's pouring out a revival. He's, he's giving us the tools to bring people back to Him. And, and a revival is not just people that are completely dead that are coming back to life. A revival is also people that have just kind of strayed away from life that are coming back because they are being reconciled. And I feel that even there's a revival in my heart, as passionate and as on fire for God as what I am, there's still a revival happening in me because every day, uh, you know, prayer meetings and, and I get involved in church and, and I feel like I am being brought closer to God and I'm being reconciled more and more to Him and to His plan for my life. And um, man, it is so, so, so exciting. And, and one thing that I feel... That I asked, and I feel a lot of this is applicable to a lot of people. Is that you know, sh- show evangelism, and we need to reconcile people back, and we need to do all these things. Uh, but how? How do we do that practically? You know, I'm I'm a practical guy. Uh, I feel that I'm a very logical type of thinking person, and and I don't like this airy fairy. You know, oh God is causing a revival, but what can we do? You know, we don't know. You know, so we we all leave like all super hyped up, but but there's no plan of action we need to have a plan of action we need to have almost if i can say like homework so i want to give you guys a homework if i if i can say it like that um the way that we are going to do this reconciliation the way that god is going to use me and you in this revival that's happening right now is simply by being obedient to the holy spirit that's it that's it number one just do that. Don't be, Don't put this pressure on you to go and save all the lost and to go and fix everyone's problems. Just be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's it. If the Holy Spirit says, love your family, spend time with your kids, then do that. If the Holy Spirit says, take a rest, you know, you don't have to go and run around and, and, and pull yourself out so, so that you have nothing left to give. Take a rest. You know, do that. Um there's so many examples of of what I've experienced in my life and just what I've had the absolute privilege of seeing in in people's lives around us in the church and stuff where God has started to lead us and and in ways that we we don't really even like we wouldn't expect it because it's not religion and that's God is taking us away from that and he's there's something new that he's doing and he's taking us into the promise that he has for us and the main thing that i want to get across to you guys tonight is that jesus died on the cross so that we can have the ministry of reconciliation so that we can have a relationship with jesus so that we can spend time with him and that he can lead us because in his leading in we uh, in us obeying what he is telling us to do we are just putting another another puzzle we are we are putting another piece here and we are ultimately building this big picture that God is is wanting to do in this last revival that you know that He's doing on the earth. I absolutely believe, I don't know how it's going to, how long it's gonna last, whether it's a year, whether it's a hundred years, I'm not sure. Uh, but I believe that this is the last revival. I believe this is gonna be so magnificent that the world cannot look away from the church. It is gonna be, man, we are gonna glow, we are gonna be on fire, and we are gonna be an answer to so many people, and we are gonna be walking in what God has for us and we are going to be a bride without spot or blemish and Jesus is going to come back for that bride so I just want to encourage you guys we got this we got this Jesus paid the price the devil has no more legal right forget him the blood of Jesus is against him he you know he he has no more power he has no more authority to accuse you he has no more authority to drain you and pull you away whatever just be obedient to the Holy Spirit if he says rest doesn't matter what the circumstances look like go rest rest in him jesus amongst the worst circumstances in a boat that was in a storm rested and he and he just recuperated and that's what god wants to do for us he wants to lead us uh, and guide us into his perfect plan and purpose and that's ultimately going to cause us to be used as tools in his hand to reconcile people back to him And back to life, and and that's what's going to cause the revival. That is the revival that people are going to be brought back to life, they're going to be reconciled. So, yeah, God bless you guys. I hope that this benefited you or this blessed you. Um, yeah, I've got such an absolute burning passion about this message, and and I really just want to pray with you guys tonight. You know, as we end, Father, we just thank you for this awesome word that you've given me. Father, I thank you that you are absolutely just stirring it in our hearts. Yeah, Father, I pray that you will that you will use us, that you will, that we will hear your voice, you know, as your word says that your sheep hear your voice and, and, and that we will be obedient, Father. And in that simple obedience, we will see your power. And in that simple obedience, we will see revival happen in our lives and in this world, Father. And this world is going to change and you are just going to pour your spirit out more and more and more. And as we are more obedient, Father, I just, we just bless you. We love you. We love you so much, Father. Amen.